welcome once again to Life Lessons with an Inebriated Psychic. I will be your guide to all things metaphysical. Today we have a new guest host. Her name is Tina. She's one of my BFFs. I love her dearly. And so we decided that we would talk about what it's like to have a woo-woo friend. Hi, <laughs> Tina. Welcome. Hello, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited you're here too. So Tina has a story about when we first met that when she first told it, I was like, I don't remember that, but she has told it multiple times. So now it feels like it's one of my memories. And I figured we'd start with her explaining what happened when we first met. Well, when I first met Michelle, we were at a lunch. Well, the first time I saw her and I met her I didn't really speak to her because she was at the end of another end of the table but then when I actually did sit across from Michelle and I met her for the second time um and I didn't you know we were at a luncheon and we had some exchanges and whatnot but everything you know still just trying to feel people out and how you know people or whatnot um I personally was going through some things in my life and I never mentioned any of these to Michelle. I still didn't know her. Um, but as I was leaving, she gave me a big hug and said, everything's going to be, your mom's going to be okay, but it's going to be a long road. And I just, as I was walking out, I'm like, hmm, this is weird. Why would she, I never mentioned my mother. She didn't know what was going on in my life. Um, but at the time, my mother was in the hospital. She had had surgery, had some complications. And then from hospital, she ended up having to go into a rehab facility where she was for a month. So yes, it was a long road. And how Michelle possibly even knew this, because I never even discussed it, freaked me out a little bit at first. But <laughs> as I got to know Michelle, now I understood where that came from. So that was my first time with someone woo-woo, I guess you would say. <laughs> <laughs> but as, um, gosh, how long has it been now? A couple of years? Since 2017, so nearly five years. Has it been that long? Wow, time flies. Mm -hmm. um, but so I've learned a lot of things about myself with some good, some bad, some fun, some sad, but we've been through quite a bit together and how she knows some things, I don't know. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. So that was the first time I met Michelle. Well, the second time, technically. So when you're friends with somebody who's intuitive and you learn about it for the first time, it can come as quite a shock if you're not usually surrounded by those kinds of people. And a lot of times, people who are around somebody like me for the first time, first of all, everybody wants, can you read me, what do you see? But there's also the flip side of, I don't want you reading me, because I've done bad stuff, and I don't want you to know about it. And I've had friends who very much wanted to kind of shut me out, simply because they thought I could see more than what I was looking for. 
and I'm really big on not crossing that boundary. Like if you've got stuff to hide in your past, that's none of my business unless you're looking for a way to heal it. And I'm not about to go digging through your dirty laundry because it's just not my place. But we have a joint friend who treated me pretty much that way right from the start. Like she was very standoffish just because she thought I could see all her deep, dark, dirty secrets and it does affect friendships. So like me even coming to you and hugging you like that and saying anything at all, that's something as a rule I try not to do, but my guides are so in tune, they know when somebody's gonna be receptive to it most of the time. Every now and then they, they really do just show up and say the wrong thing just to freak somebody out, especially if that person somewhere along down the road is gonna do something that hurts me. So I kind of find it always in retrospect and never at the time, but I kind of find it amusing further down the road. But at the time, it's not always the most comfortable thing to have blurted something out, especially at a luncheon when you're just getting to know people for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously I've stuck around, so. <laughs> Well, you have. And the thing is that we grow together as friendships and we sort of evolve together. And when you and I first met, you weren't very spiritual minded. You were more organized religion minded. It was kind of what you grew up with. So can you tell us what it was that made you sort of stop and think, okay, now's the time for me to go jump full feet between you and me, we've been doing some little classes and little little rituals to show you how you can sort of pray at home, how you don't have to go to a church and have someone else tell you what to do, how you can just get in touch with your own self and move on and evolve that way. So, yeah, for, you know, for me, I was raised, I think, you know, especially with my generation as well, it's like, okay, well, we're supposed to go to church on Sunday because that's what you're supposed to do. So, which my family, I don't know if anybody ever heard of the CNE. <laughs> we used to go for Christmas and Easter was our okay. quote unquote church time where my parents would actually dress us up, make us go to church. Um, but I did the Sunday school thing and I did all that stuff. Um, but it was also for me, I've always considered myself, a, I knew I have a spirit and I think for me, I never really knew how to branch out and find my own spirituality. And that's something I always felt like it's okay. Well, I don't, I always, I believe there is a higher being, whether that, you know, be it a god or a goddess or whatever. I'm learning now that that is out there. And I was never, I'm not in the mold of this is what you need to do. You have to go to church, you have to do this. I can find my own spirituality in my own home or out with friends and I'm I'm now becoming more accepting of how to process that right because you know growing up it wasn't that there was an option and now there's there's a lot of different options there's a lot of different ways that I feel that you can become a spiritual being in your own self and how that may resonate with others some may like it some may not but as long as you're comfortable with how you want to be I think that's the most important thing for me and especially I think with getting to know Michelle that I definitely have become more comfortable in things like that I still have it's 
a learning process. I think we're all going to keep learning as we grow. And I definitely, and I think Michelle has seen me grow from when she first met me. And to be more of a confident woman and speak my mind and stand up for my beliefs and whatnot. And I definitely think Michelle and I can play off each other a little bit too. Strengths and weaknesses that she has, sees mine, I can see some of hers. So I think we kind of have... we complement each yeah, other as a friendship. Yes. I will support you in what you're not strong enough to actually go through yet. And she f- supports me in what I'm not strong enough to deal with yet. Mm-hmm. And because we have that equal exchange of energy, it keeps us very much in balance in our friendship. It keeps us very much in alignment with our friendship as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely, it's, it's definitely taught me to be an, more of an honest person. To be honest, especially with myself, too, instead of... Integrity is everything. Mm -hmm. Like, stand up. If you're going to stand up and you're going to believe in something, believe in it with your whole heart. And make sure it's in alignment with your values, not somebody else's. Like, my path is mine, and I don't expect everybody to just follow it. I expect you to find what works for your soul. Because I haven't lived your life experiences, you haven't lived mine, and you have to do what resonates with your life path and then it's up to the people you surround yourself with to be respectful of that mm-hmm. even if you don't agree a hundred percent on the same things like for me i grew up church of england so yeah again we would go to church i mean we went to church every easter every christmas but we also went to a school that was primarily church every day like we had an assembly every morning and you prayed and you sung hymns and that community spirit for me is very important in what I do but the idea of having one person stand up there and say this is what you have to believe and this is how you have to show up that blows my mind because unless all of a sudden you've become a conduit for God or spirit or whatever you want to call it that's just not okay it's not what it needs to be and so I'm a big believer in here are the tools I can give you this is the way I practice my spirituality my connection with the ultimate energies but if yours is different I'm gonna love you anyways it's not gonna make any difference in how unless part of your practice is to claim a religion and then think you can use that to put other people down That's where I have a line, because as soon as you're using religion to make anybody else be belittled or hurt in any way, that's when I'm going to come out swinging, because I will not (laughs) allow that. Like, do not think that you are so special just because you go to church on Sunday, and then you think that, and this honestly comes from my aunt, who was big on, she went to church every single Sunday, wore the biggest, fanciest hat, and this was a thing in England, They wore the big hats and they went to church on Sunday and then they treated everybody like dirt for the rest of the week. And they thought if they went back to church the next Sunday and said sorry because their sins are forgiven, they could go out of the church and continue that behavior. And that to me was like the biggest problem I had with organized religion. 
because I saw these people who listened to these sermons, same as I did, but when I took them in, I'm looking at Jesus and I'm thinking, oh, well, we have to go out into the community and do things to help each other. Like that's what we should be doing as Christians. We should be behaving a certain way towards each other. But my lessons very early on were, you went to church, you wore a fancy hat or your fancy clothes, and as soon as you left the church, you went back to being an awful human being, but it was okay as long as you went the next Sunday and said you were sorry. And that for me was like the most disturbing thing in the world. I did not like that. It didn't resonate with me. It's a lot of little things like that threw me into, well, I think I'll be an atheist. So like nine years old, I'm telling, I'm supposed to get confirmed and I'm telling the, the vicar at the time, yeah, listen, I, I don't believe in God. And he was very much like, well, why not? And I said, because of the big hats and my aunt. And he said, that's okay, because you'll find your way back someday. And you need to understand that you're actually kind of right. The way they are practicing it is not what it's supposed to be. Jesus would rather you went out in the community on a Sunday than be at Sunday school, going and being kind to a stranger. And so me and some of my friends, we used to at Christmas time, we would all wear Santa hats and we would go to an old person's home, which was a few streets over from where we lived. And we would sing Christmas carols for the old people. And little things like that, that I would do just throughout the year made me feel better than I ever felt sat in a church. And that's how I started my journey back to what spirit is instead of what the label of God is. And I don't think that there's any one label matters because we're all born different locations, different religions, different skin tones, ethnicities, experiences. And the thing is that whatever you're born with, whatever you're given at birth, you take that and you try and evolve as a human being as you grow older. That's why the older people are supposed to be the wisest people, because they're supposed to have taken what they were given and changed it until they got better. And I think sometimes there are people who literally get given what they were given at birth and never even open their eyes and look at it. And that's exactly who they're supposed to be. Because from them, I learn a lot. So that's true. Every person you meet is an opportunity for learning. And sometimes those lessons hurt. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. I and I take them very, very deeply. <laughs> <laughs> well, we both do, don't we? Yeah. I mean, Nothing a chocolate martini doesn't fix though, right? Oh, that's so true. Chocolate martini sounds so good right now. Oh my goodness. No kidding. They're kind of my go-to drink. You know, other than wine beer <laughs> oh but she does have tea so i i do i have my tea bags i have my pg tips we're good to go so yeah we just finished a nice cup of tea before we started this so well that's something you pointed out too is about like going out in the community and that type of thing and i to me what i've learned is a smile and a kind heart can go a long way and it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, and I've I've traveled a lot. I do a lot of volunteer work and things like that. And I don't necessarily speak all the, I well, I don't speak a lot of the languages of places that I've been to. But just as a kind heart and a smile, 
to somebody can really go a long way. You don't People know. resonate with that mm -hmm. energy. I mean, I think it's one of the things that made us such close friends so easily is the fact that, yeah, when we are together, there's like this nice warm feeling that kind of encompasses the room. And when we invite people to join us with that, it just grows bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just kind of what we do. But on an earlier podcast, I literally said, you are helping heal someone just by smiling at them because you can be taking them out of the doldrums. And they're like, oh, a total stranger spent that two seconds mm -hmm. to try and make me feel better. And it can really, really help. It's the small things in life that really count. They add up to the big things in life. They do. You know, I mean, your memories when you think back should be, what you should be looking at is all the times that you have felt happy instead of all the times you felt sad. We should try and flip the switch. We're taught now from TV, from movies, to kind of look at the horrible things that are happening instead of the good things that are happening. We're not seeing the heroes anymore, we're just seeing the disasters. And I think that it's very important to try and change that back to where it used to be, where you looked up to the heroes instead of trying to put them down just because, what, they didn't agree with you to take a left instead of a right, now we're gonna just crucify everybody? It's not <laughs> worth it, believe me. But again, it's the small things in life you do that make other people feel better, that can make somebody's whole day go from I just I'm so depressed I just wish I stayed in bed today to I'm gonna rally I'm gonna pull it together and I'm just gonna make it through the day and I'm going to be okay because somebody's there supporting me and that said I'd like to thank Tina because this morning I was in a mood and <laughs> she definitely did that for me she pulled me back out of the doldrums and said nope we're not playing this today today we're going to we're gonna be okay and we're gonna make it through together. And so and we have. And on that point too is, I didn't even have to say a word to her. I just came up and gave her a big hug. Cause yep. that's all, well, that's what she needed. I didn't have to say one word to you. I just knew you needed a hug and I gave you a hug. Yeah. In COVID fashion. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're in a bubble so I can hug her. We are in a very tight bu bubble. We have. We have literally stayed our little bubble throughout COVID and it's been really nice to have that set of people. Oh, here she goes coughing. Oh no, put the mask back on. I'm kidding, she's fine. Uh, I'm watching her, I know she swallowed wrong. Um, but we've kind of, I mean, I think it's really kind of helped us just grow as human beings, being in this little bubble a little bit, you know? Because it's one of those things like, who do you care about at the end of the day that you can't or don't want to live your life without? Who are the people that you really need to be a part of your life? Because sometimes we have what I consider hanger-oners and those are the people who show up and you welcome them in, but they use your energy and give nothing back like little energy vampires. They'll just use your energy and give nothing back. And those people eventually will show you exactly who they really are. And then you've got to try and nicely get rid of them, but it doesn't always go nicely. No. Sometimes they get what they deserve. That's true. <laughs>
Very true. <laughs> oh, go on. Oh, no, I don't Your know what time. I was going to say. She, she forgot what she was going to say. <laughs> and so did I. So we kind of both had a, had a let's say, um, they call it a brain fart in America. <laughs> Is there an equivalent? We, in... um, a Trump. A, a brain trump. A brain trump? Yes, to fart in England is to trump. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Let's have a good old laugh at that one. <laughs> so what part of spirituality that you've learned of since I kind of started introducing you to it has been one of the biggest eye-opening moments for you? Have you had any aha moments where you're like, oh, now suddenly everything makes sense in that one moment? I can't necessarily pinpoint an aha moment. I would say it's probably over a space of time. Mm -hmm. I would think, I think as I learn more and more about others and about myself, I continue to grow. Right. That I just, there's never just been like a aha moment, I guess I could say. But she's got a little obsession with crystals now. Yeah, tiny bit. I, w I wouldn't say that I was the best influence. I definitely encourage that. <laughs> <laughs> and I get a lot. There's a lot out there. <laughs> there are a lot out there. Yay! I know. And then you got some oracle cards, and we went together so that you could choose some. And it's difficult to know which cards to buy. So when we were there, I told you to touch them and feel them and. Go with your gut. Do you think you got the right cards by following that advice? I did. We went into a store that I had never been into before, but of course there's a whole bunch of crystals and books and cards and you name it is in there. And I went off on my own and Michelle had said to me, because I said, I, you know, I'd like to get a, an Oracle deck. And she says, you'll have to figure out, you know, what's what comes to you. And so I'm looking and... For whatever reason, I was, you know, and we all can be, it's a pretty color, or I like the saying, or I like this or this, but there was a box that's, um, that spoke to me, and I carried it like this little proud child back to Michelle and says, look what I found, these are mine. Was, she was really like a little proud child. It was very, very cute. And I found them all on my own. <laughs> but it was, you know, it... But it's the perfect deck for it's you. It's the perfect deck for me, and I I just was drawn to it. And then when I actually did look at it, um, it's it's the Cosmic Dancer. And I, growing up, I always have, I danced as growing up. I love dancing. I love the movement of it. I like the music, and I there were just so many things that I didn't even realize that about the this. rhythm of life goes through everything. And the, that's what she chose. And it was, well, did I choose it or it chose me? Ooh, Ooh look at her <laughs> getting deeper. She's going deeper and deeper. Either way, you resonate, and that's what really matters. And a lot of people, when they're learning this kind of way of life, think that there's a right way or a wrong way. And I just want everybody to understand there is no right or wrong. There's just what works for you. And anyone judging what works for you needs to take a short walk off a long pier. <laughs> no, that's the wrong way around. 
a long walk off a short pier and then they go in the water, you see. I got that one backwards. <laughs> so anyways, that will be our session for today. I hope you all enjoyed it. I would like to point out that Tina and I are now working at the Tribe With Roots clinic in Henderson, Nevada, Las Vegas area. And you can absolutely go to tribewithroots.com and make a session with either one of us. The other thing is, if you haven't already, go ahead and like my Facebook page, An Inebriated Psychic. I can't wait for next time, and I hope you'll all join us then. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Tina. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.